Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. And before we get into things, we just wanted to let you know that this is only part of our online mini-service, and you can check out the whole service and find out more about Everyone Church on our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the whole thing. For now, on with the podcast. So glad you would join us today as we continue our series on faith friendships. And we started this series a couple weeks ago, and I hope you've been enjoying it. I know I have. I've been enjoying the journey. It's been challenging me and stretching me and preparing me. Uh, And I hope it's been preparing you too, because we are in a very unique situation here. We are a church plant. And we've been going for a couple months here doing online services in the midst of lockdown, which we know is coming to coming to an end. We can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We're getting very excited about being able to start meeting together. And uh, with that, um, with this convergence of everyone coming together, God is forming a community in our church. And everyone church is going to be a group of people from all different backgrounds, all different situations, all different experiences coming together to form a church community. And and I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. But it's a great opportunity to be able to look at God's Word and prepare ourselves because all of us have had history. You know, All of us have had uh, great experiences in, in with relationships. All of us have had bad experiences with relationships. And sometimes we can um, continually stumble on the same things because we haven't come back to God's Word and allowed Him to change us and, and to re, uh, realign us to how he would see community forming and friendship forming. You know, at Everyone Church, one of our values is that we lean in to faith friendship, that our posture is lean in, not lean out, not limp out or walls up or be offended. You know, so many people, uh, because of their history, uh, don't have a lean in. To friendship anymore. They, they've become embittered and offended and hmm, I'm not going to, you know, and then it's just, this, the cycle goes on of loneliness and not having rich, amazing friendships. But at Everyone Church, we lean into faith friendships. We seek to love one another, not just association, but friendship. Amen. And that takes intentionality. And the goal of this series, uh, and it has been and it will continue to be, that we would prepare ourselves for good life-giving, Bible-based, God-honoring friendships. And I'm also believing that God would continue. I believe he has been doing this over the last couple of weeks, but he would continue to do deep healing in us as we enter this new, fresh season as a church community. So we've shared about how our relational life needs management. And relationship management is really life management. And some people have a place in my life, but not everyone has the same place. And we share that friendship is really about access. And faith friends are purpose partners. And God uses the people around me to help achieve his purposes within me. And last week we started by sharing five qualities of faith friends. And we started with the first three, and they are character, unconditional love, and honesty. Now, character character is not about being perfect, but it is about authenticity. And if friendship is about access, giving people access to my life, I want to give access to the authentic. Amen? And authentically 
pursuing Christ-likeness in my life and along with my faith friendships, my friends in the faith. Now, number two, unconditional love. You know, Jesus said in John 15, 12 to 13, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You know, loving the way Christ has loved us. You know, conditional love says, uh, uh, when it works for me, I'm there for you. Unconditional love says, I'm here when you need me. Uh, Let's love the way Jesus loves. Amen. And honesty, good friends in the faith are willing in love, in unconditional love, to tell us the truth. And if we welcome honesty in our friendships, uh, it will flourish. Uh, And we welcome honesty by saying thank you by saying thanks mate appreciate it uh you know even sometimes the truth can hurt you know what i mean so character unconditional love honesty and let's get right into number number four number number four and let me pray for us before we get started lord we thank you for the ability to go to your word as our foundation as our truth as our plumb line and i pray that you would continue to help us learn Help us grow in understanding and wisdom in this area of friendship. Amen. Amen. Number four is reliability. Reliability. (laughs) Reliability. When life is heavy and I need someone to lean on, will you be able to carry my weight? I'm not just talking about physical weight. I know we've just gone through and we're going through a huge lockdown, okay? I'm talking about that emotional weight, relational weight, reliability. Proverbs 18 verse 24 says, One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We must be careful to observe the reliability of our friends. And our reliability towards others. Uh, Often we don't know the reliability of our friends until we need them the most. (laughs) So it's good to get a head start on that, you know. Uh, When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what your old pal said, boy, you've got a friend in me. You know the song from Toy Story, Randy Newman. Reliability says, you can count on me. Reliability says, I can carry this with you. And sharing burdens is is incredibly biblical. It says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 to 3, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Reliability says, I will share this burden with you. Are you a reliable friend? <laughs> um, who, who, who can you call upon? 
I think reliability is an amazing uh, character trait. Like, my goodness. Uh, we mentioned last week how honesty has two sides. Uh, there's a giver of honesty and a receiver of honesty. And we uh, can be welcoming or not welcoming of honesty. And I believe that is the same with reliability in this sense that we often don't know how reliable some friends are because we don't call on anyone. We aren't willing to be helped. Uh, we, we, we puff out our chest and we think, I can do this myself. I've got this. I can get through this. Just me. I've got me. I've got my Bible. Well, yeah, of course we stand on the word. But the Bible says you need other people to help you carry your burdens, right? So don't rob yourself and your friends of one of the greatest benefits of this amazing thing called friendship that God created. And that is the combined strength to carry the weight of life, to carry burdens, to pray with you, to listen to you, to carry with you. Now, we all know that person that really takes advantage of this, uh, that can be over the top needy and is just like they constantly need you to 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 lean on. I'm not. I'm talking about balance here, obviously. But don't be so self reliant that you never welcome help. We all need to be welcoming of help. Welcome reliable friends. Amen. Reliability says I can carry this with you, and you need to be willing to be helped. So character, unconditional love, honesty, reliability. Number five, encouragement. Now, this is a big one. Encouragement. Faith friendships are filled with encouragement. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Faith friends help each other succeed. Encouraging friends put wind in your sails. Uh, it's, it's like, you know, I, I really I do believe that, that when you have an encouragement from someone. And, and not just, I'm not talking about, uh, it's one thing to get an encouragement from a random, you know, or me to encourage you right now from a distance. But when there's this proximity and this friendship happening and there's encouragement there. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. Uh, can I just say that for us at Everyone Church, let, let our church be a place filled with encouragement. And that's not just up to Maria and I. Uh, we can't just run around like cheerleaders, encourage, encourage. No, that's about up to you as well and all of us to have the responsibility that, hey, do you know what? We are going to be an encouraging community. Amen. And let the words great job and well done and thank you and you're doing great, fantastic, be heard in everyone, church. Encouragement. And one of the best in examples of friendship in the Bible is David and Jonathan. I know we talked about David last week in, in more of a negative light, but David and Jonathan. Here's David, a man after God's own heart. And 
he has this close friendship with Jonathan. Well, David was anointed to become king at a young age, and he defeats Goliath. You know, you, you probably know the story. He takes down the giant. And then in the midst of all these dynamics, David forms a close friendship with Saul's son, who's the current king, Jonathan. It says in 1 Samuel 18, verse 1 to 3, after David had finished talking with Saul, he met Jonathan, the king's son. Now, this is right after David had defeated Goliath. There was an immediate bond between them, for Jonathan loved David. From that day on, Saul kept David with him and wouldn't let him return home. And Jonathan made a solemn pact with David because he loved him as he loved himself. What a great, strong description of friendship. It was founded on this brotherly love, uh, this love. And Jonathan was actually next in line for his father's throne. He's the king's son. Yet David, who isn't the king's son, was anointed king, uh, the future king. So there's not this sense of entitlement in Jonathan or jealousy. It's just he knows what God's up to, and he's friends with David. And as time rolls on, Saul, uh, he gets jealous and threatened by David. And he actually wants to kill David, and he's pursuing him to kill him. And David wants to be integral. He doesn't want to kill God's anointed king, even though he had the opportunity opportunity to on multiple occasions. And Jonathan is kind of caught in the middle of this these dynamics. Imagine that. You're the king's son. This is your best friend, David, and your dad wants to kill him. It's just like, what? Crazy stuff. And, and it causes David to have to flee and run away. And he finds himself hiding in the wilderness of Ziph. And imagine this situation for David. Your anointed king, the current king hates you, he wants to kill you, and he's using major resources to track you down. This, to me, looks like a situation where you would probably be pretty discouraged and freaking out a little bit. And But David had a God vision. He was anointed king. And now he's in hiding. How's this going to work out, right? And look what happens in 1 Samuel chapter 23 verse 15 to 17. It says this, One day near Horish, David received the news that Saul was on his way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel and I will be next to you as my father Saul is well aware. <laughs> it says that Jonathan seeks David out. Talking about being a good faith friend, right? Uh, a good friend in the faith won't just let their buddy sit in the wilderness and be discouraged. He'll seek him out. Talk about reliability. I know we're on encouragement. Reliability is not just about being called upon, uh, but it's also about seeking out your friends and saying, hey, are you okay? Is everything going all right? But it says that Jonathan seeks David out and finds him in the wilderness where he's hot in hiding. And it says that Jonathan encourages David in his faith in God. And he reassures him and reminds him of, of the dream the vision, the promise, and the anointing on David's life. 
Wow. And there was no jealousy in Jonathan. There was no entitlement. And this is the kind of friend we should seek to be. A friend that encourages. A friend that reassures. A friend that reminds. Hey, man, listen, God has called you to great things. Come on. When was the last time you reminded a friend of the anointing, the call, the the gifts on their life? Let's let encouragement be common in our language. And you will never encourage when you're jealous and entitled. You just won't because you're threatened. (laughs) And faith friends are purpose partners, not competitors. Amen. And Jonathan, uh, he just also seemed to show up at the right time. And, you know, that's another great advantage of faith friendships of friends in the faith especially for us who have the holy spirit is when you have spirit led friends who happen to call at just the right time have you ever had that happen before where you're down in the dumps now, i've had that happen quite a few times just on this church planning journey uh, where i you know it's been a rough day. It happened recently with with my buddy mike bingham who who's a great member of our church him and his wife casey it was this a rough day, you know, church planning has its highs and lows, just being honest. It was a rough day, you know, having a rough time with the kids, and Mike calls and encouraged me, right? Now, talk about spirit-led friends. That is an amazing thing to have. So let's keep our ears open for the, the Lord's leading and our eyes open for opportunities to encourage. Amen. And if you're slow to encourage, people. And if encouragement doesn't really come naturally to you, well, take that as a warning and ask yourself, why? Why is that? Why do I not want to encourage others? And there's always a reason to encourage. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, we've read this verse every week. It says this, Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Faith friends are encouragers. Uh, A friend in the faith encourages your faith. And we all need encouragement from time to time. We need others to build us up, to spur us on. Amen. So the qualities of a faith friend, character, unconditional love, honesty, reliability, and encouragement. What kind of friend do you want to be? What kind of friend have you been? (laughs) What are your friends like? And I'm just praying and believing that you will find, if if, if you find yourself in relational deficit in your life and you're like, hey, I don't know if I have any good faith friends. My prayer for you is that you would find one or two or three faith friends. And I hope that you'd find them in every one church, that this would be a place where people bond together in great faith friendship. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person in our church and people who are coming in the future. And I pray that you would help us be great faith friends. Lord, I know we can't all be best buddies, but Lord, I pray that there would all be a lean-in to friendship. Lord, I pray for anybody in our church who might feel lonely or, or feel like they're in relational deficit. Lord, first of all, we thank you that you're a faithful friend. And we thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, I pray that you would 
knit this community together and that, that we would find amazing faith friendships for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And you know, I, I did mention this last week, but anytime we go through these characteristics of a faith friend, I always think about how Jesus just fulfills all of them and more. You know, he is full of character. He is the model character that we, he's perfect. He is full of unconditional love and, and he is full of honesty, grace and truth. He is reliable. We can call on him and he is an encourager. We, we're encouraged by the Holy Spirit, by his words. We're encouraged by him. And today, if you want to follow Jesus, well, I encourage you to get in contact with us. Let us know. We want to help you on that journey. It starts with a decision to say, Jesus, I give my life to you. You know, when you give your life to Jesus, a few things happen. One is your past is completely forgiven. Your sin your sin is washed away. This is why Jesus died on the cross for your sin and for my sin. It's washed away. And the second thing is you're, you can start a friendship with him. You know, your, your past is forgiven. You can start a friendship with him today. You know, we, we, we talk about faith friendships. Well, our, our most important faith friendship is with Jesus. You know, every friendship in our life has fluctuations, you know, but our friendship with Jesus should be constant. You know, he, he is not unpredictable and unreliable. No, he is perfect. And you can enter a friendship with him today. And then the third thing, this third thing that happens is you can enter a forever with him in heaven one day, not based upon how good or bad you've been, but based upon how great he has been. You can walk into heaven one day knowing that you are forgiven and you are made right with God because of what Jesus did on the cross, not because of how much you have watched online church. <laughs> but I want to ask you today, do you want to accept Jesus' offer of friendship, of forgiveness, friendship, and forever? Do you want to accept that offer today? Well, if you do, I want to lead you in a prayer. And as I pray this out loud, I want you to pray it to him in your heart. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, let us know. Head to our website. We'd love to send you a Bible. Even if you're just checking us out on YouTube or something and, and you're not in our area, we'd still love to help you. We really would. Um, and we're not going to you know, pester you. We're, we're here to just help you. That, that's why our church exists, to bring Jesus to everyone everywhere. So everyone, church, I hope you have an amazing week this week. And let's continue to count down to when we can start hanging out together, getting coffees, having meals together. And let's prepare our hearts for some great faith friendships. Amen.